much snow did you guys get over there in in uh, in, in the mountains there, sir? None. Oh wow, we got all your snow. <laughs> yeah, we didn't well, get anything get here in Asheville. <laughs> yeah, you guys can have it. Bring it in. Well, so so um, now that I do a podcast and I work from home, whenever it snows, I'm like, bring it on. I don't have to go into work. I don't have to navigate the icy slick roads and tell everybody to stay home anymore. So I get to I get to be one of the the great unwashed and stay home because it's safer, you know. Well, I uh, I feel like you're bragging, so you know, that's <laughs> nice for you. I'm not wearing pants, so whatever. I mean, I mean, I'm you know, much to Ross's dismay. But gonna, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, that that that's been going on for years. So yeah, this is not a new development. All right, um, so well, let's uh, let's start here in. Uh, well, you know what? I have to see. Are you are you following? Are you interested in all of this insanity? This Robin Hood insanity? Oh yeah, I did the whole show yesterday on it. And oh, okay. uh, just for the record, I am not a financial advisor. I have uh, no expertise whatsoever recommending stocks or anything about anything that has to do with Wall Street at all. I think I had a GameStop card once with the barcode. I may have bought some products from them like 15 years ago. I think I fully okay. disclosed all of my uh, qualifications and connections here. But yeah, it's, um, it is really amazing. I saw Reuters this morning apparently doxed one of the people, uh, the anonymous people, a YouTuber who was pushing for it. And it turns out the guy's got some background in the finance industry. Oh my gosh, who would have guessed that a day trader meme lord... <laughs> at reddit might have some background some expertise in this area now i i what's really disturbing is the deplatforming essentially of the day traders they're they're being prevented from buying stock because it's going to hurt hedge funds and like if these are the rules of your game you can't go crying to uh, elected officials, government regulators. You can't go crying when somebody uses your game, your rules to put the screws to you, because that's what you well, guys do. Did you watch the interview with the CEO uh, who uh, of uh, of Robinhood? I don't. I don't know that no. line what this guy's saying, but his argument essentially is that. You can't you can't find yourself in a position where you're over leveraged from a liquidity standpoint. Mm -hmm. And because of the fact that almost all of their business that day is dealing with these stocks and those positions that the way that they're regulated doesn't allow them if they don't have the cash on hand to be in that position, they which is why they raised another round of a billion dollars. Do you buy that they could just be? Because remember, you could go to you could go trade this on a commission basis, mm -hmm. but with the non-commission, the smaller guys, the Robin Hoods, the Weebles, and the rest, do you buy that they may have just found themselves overwhelmed with the response and not in a cash position to allow the trading or at least the buying of it to continue? If that was the case, they should have said so, but they didn't. They made it sound like they were doing it to protect investors. That they were doing it to in, to protect people from themselves, essentially, uh, and it yeah. also yeah, it also doesn't help that uh, like one of the uh, the hedge funds that bailed out Melvin is on like they're on the Robinhood board, I think, right? So like there are all these incestuous yeah. connections. It just doesn't look very good. And if your whole motto, I mean, look at the name, the name, which by the way, just for the record, I feel like I need to point this out. Uh, Robinhood did not steal money from the wealthy capitalists to give to the people. 
He stole it back from the government that had taken right. it from the citizenry, from the taxpayers. So like this whole concept of Robin Hood has turned into robbing the rich to give to the poor. No, he robbed the state to give back to the taxpayer. But anyway, uh, if you're going to call yourself Robin Hood, then I don't know. I, I, I think there should be some sort of impetus, you know, just in your own mind to not side with the big guys <laughs> and to side with the little guys. I, that's just or, me. or, as you pointed out, if that is, in fact, your thing, where you're just like, if you do this, the whole thing could crash down and you're all screwed. Come out and say that. Right. They, they ignored it all day. They didn't say they didn't say squat except for a little statement that they put out, which was, uh, uh, you know, was nothing. Uh, essentially, it, it parroted what you were talking about. It wasn't until that later CNBC argument where he simultaneously argued that they had to do it because of the positions they were taking, but also pushed back on the idea that they were having liquidity issues. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe he wasn't the best person to put out there. You know who I feel really bad for in all of this, Pete? The the people who own the Twitter handle at Robinhood and not Robinhood <laughs> app, which are, which are, are you ready for this? They're like a social club in Nottingham oh, who no. sell stupid Robin Hood hats to tourists. <laughs> <laughs> and they were on their they were on their their Twitter account going, Would you please we just sell stupid Robin Hood hats to tourists. Right. Well, see, this is the same advice I would have then uh for the Robin Hood folks as I do for GameStop. If you guys don't take advantage of this once in a lifetime earned media free publicity campaign then pack it up, sell the name, you're, go do something else. Because if you can't monetize this, if you can't, if GameStop does not harness this activity in order to reemerge with, you know, sort of a, a reimagined business plan, like what are they even doing? Who's in charge over there? The Chewy guy, I, actually. It's the guy I don't from know if you're GameStop, there's much you can do. I don't either. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Well, so here's, here's an idea. You turn it into essentially bowling leagues. That's a, that, that's one concept that might actually be able to work because they do these tournaments all over the place, you know, and I understand that this is like in a pre-COVID mindset, but if you turn GameStop into a clearinghouse for gamers to uh, congregate, there might be some way to do that because I know there are platforms that, you know, write articles about the gaming industry and all of that, but, uh, you yeah. know, when they do new releases of titles, people don't understand, like a lot of media folks don't understand this. I remember trying to argue in a newsroom one time uh, with my colleagues, like, the new Call of Duty game is being released at midnight tonight. We should probably send somebody to a Best Buy or something, or GameStop, because there are going to be lines around the corner. And they're like, what are you talking about? What's Call of Duty? I'm like, this thing makes more money than movie openings, but nobody pays it any attention, because they're not the movie you know it's the wrong demographic but these are huge uh companies and huge releases so you could probably try and find a way to do that but uh, yeah i'm with you everybody's buying their games just downloading directly onto their consoles now so i'm not sure what future there is in reselling the the actual discs well i will say there is one uh there is one in-person transaction that i see constantly taking place this summer and that was looting <laughs> GameStops were right up there with the CVSs, man. Oh, so uh, the, the one the one by the station still boarded up, I think. Sorry, uh, you're not talking about the hedge fund managers now? No, oh. no, I mean the actual looting of the GameStops. When yeah. they were burning downtown Raleigh, they looted the GameStop on Capitol, which is like 5 5 miles north and nowhere near where any mm. of this was going on. But people were just of the opinion that it would be a great time to loot that GameStop. Yeah, so they did. 
Well, I mean, I think another word for that or another term for that is restorative justice. I think that's what that was. Excuse yeah. me. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And what if we ch- – I thought of this once, but nobody really wanted to partner up, and I couldn't – you know, I needed some venture capital. Mm. Turning all the game stops into cosplay-themed strip clubs for nerds. There you go. And that didn't right? – They already you, know where it's at. You couldn't get any takers on that. That's – that's pretty no, shocking. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I thought it would be pretty popular. Yeah. All right. So here in here in here in North Carolina, um, we're you know we're into a bill filing, right? Yeah. Um, and it's running the gamut from dolphin legislation. <laughs> yes. To <laughs> the new HB right? two. <laughs> HB two. Um, to uh, but uh, Phil Berger, we were uh, in our news cycle. We're playing some audio from him, but generally this idea where. Uh, people look. Schools need to are going to be required to offer the option for in person for whoever wants it. Right? How viable do you think that that actually is? I don't know, but it's going to jam up the governor one way or the other, right? And maybe that's all it's designed to do because this this is a popular thing. People want parents want there to be an option to send their kids back to school. And right now it's up to the the locals to decide whether they go with, you know, Cooper's A plan, B plan or C plan. And uh, what the legislature is saying, look, you have to offer maybe a D plan. You got to offer in-person instruction that has to be offered. You can't just say, well, if the school districts don't want to offer it, then they don't. The damage is is stacking to use a, a a video game term, right? You're stacking the damage. It's compounding every single day, every single week and month that the kids are not in the classroom. It's compounding. And I, I think we talked about this before. Like, I hate the fact that I, uh, a critic of the K-12 government school model, I loathe it, but I recognize that they have... Uh, they have enticed people in to this system. They have built up our entire society around it, and now they shut it all down. And so people have become completely dependent on these schools, and now you've just turned the faucet off. And this is uh, – it's a its a leverage play. It's a power play. Uh, they're going to try to get more money for you know PPE and for COVID-related uh, expenses and the like, and then hope that that gets rolled into a baseline budget. That's how I see it. And uh, – I think it's completely cynical and disgusting, but you know what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. The um, the position of the governor, uh, among others, during his press conference, uh, what was that? That was Thursday, right? Or that was no, it was Wednesday. Wednesday he had his presser, and right. one of the things that, as it pertains to schools that blew me away is him indicating that he had just heard of guidance. That may point towards schools reopening. Hey, it's brand new. Just heard about it. it. It's like when Barack Obama used to talk about how he learned stuff on the news. Yeah. Yeah. So, one, Wait. how disingenuous is that? And two, what do you think of the governor's plan now to extend this out to the whole month of February and the whole month of May uh, on uh, some of the plan with the uh, the transporting of drinks? Right. So basically so, to say we're going to do another month. All right. So first off, I, I, I don't believe that this is new information, but uh, let's assume we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that that he's not lying. OK, that it's true that he isn't aware of all of this stuff. Well, now I have some serious concerns and questions about who the heck is advising him on this stuff, because if you've just learned about this now, we've known about this for five months. 
This is yeah. not new information. So uh, there have been there there have been studies after studies done on uh, on the low transmission and the low risk levels uh, in schools, and that the juice is not worth the squeeze on this, guys. That you you've got to open the schools up. That the risks far out uh, are outweighed by the benefits to the kids, unless of course that's not your priority. Now I'm not going to ascribe motive here, but if your top priority is educating the kids then maybe open the schools up. And this is not new information. So I'll assume that he's not lying, but that means he's being very, very poorly advised, which is surprising because of all of the advisors that we actually don't know who they are, but all of the comms team as well. You would think with his 7,000 communications people on staff that somebody would have given him this information by now. I, I don't know. Well, they're they're very busy on Twitter. I don't know Indeed. if you noticed. Um, I yes. have. And then, all right, and then so the extending of this thing for another month, and why can't the bar owners get any traction from a lawsuit standpoint? I think they're, I think it's just going to take some time. There have been a couple of lawsuits filed already, and uh, I was expecting uh, one of them, the Pacific Legal Foundation that's representing the Greenville Bar, was at Club 519, I think. Um, yes. I, I was expecting something this month from them. Uh, there's some, there are some, uh, there are some arguments being made that I, I think are stronger than others. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I, I think, I, I think that these bars are being treated differently under the law and that might be, uh, the best path forward for them on this. Sure. Um, but I also, I, I also don't believe that this lifeline of the cocktails to go is actually a lifeline. I, I don't That's buy that joke. at That's all. Insulting. It's a joke. It is. That's insulting, man. Yeah. I, I've, I've talked to several bar owners on this. All right. Finally, real quickly, before we get out of here, um, so Jeff Jackson uh, from Charlotte uh, is, is throwing his hat into the Senate ring. Do you prefer the nickname Cal Jr., as suggested <laughs> by the North Carolina GOP, or Baby Jesus, as he's known among his colleagues? Well, <laughs> because they feel that he uh, he essentially goes off on these altruistic tans uh, uh, tangents but ultimately never really gets anything done around there. So yeah. which do you prefer, Baby Jesus or Cal Jr.? I am reminded that the, the Baby Jesus uh, nickname, I am reminded of Neil Bortz's nickname for Sean Hannity. That's what he called Sean Hannity for years. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, he called him Baby Jesus. So uh, I think it was a term of affection in that case. I'm not sure about in this case. I, I Honestly, I've never been one to do the nickname thing because I'm, first off, not very good at coming up with them. Um, secondly, it's it's it always struck me as you know calling like you're when you're you're talking to a girl you find out she's got a boyfriend and the boyfriend's name is bill and so you keep calling him biff or bud or what you make up different names for him it's a way to minimize the guy and it's just i don't know it just it's always seemed a bit low brow uh i don't know junior high so i i don't engage in that but what are you going to go with well, I don't know. I, I yeah, be honest with you. I think we'll, we'll ebb and flow. I did think it was very interesting. He was being interviewed by Tim Boyum. Yeah. And was asking him about, you know, things having nothing to do with Cal Cunningham. And he used it as a as a moment to uh, let everyone know that he doesn't cheat on his wife. So <laughs> have you well, heard this audio? I have not got a chance to watch oh, it yet. Oh, I'm going to send it to you immediately. <laughs> PeteCallanderShow.com. PeteCallanderShow.com. Uh, and then we'll pull the audio for you folks to hear here on the air as well. Have a good one, sir. We'll chat next week. Okay? Sounds good. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. All right. Yep, there you go.